The You Disciple podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of university life and unpack what it means to be a disciple on campus. I'm Father Nicholas Pierce. And Sister Mary Helen. And today we're joined by our very good friend, Father Joel Piet. How are you, Father Joel? Very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good to see you. Excellent. Nice to see you too. Sister Mary Helen, it's yeah. been two weeks. I know, we're back. We're getting in the groove. This is good. We are, we are. We've, we had the summer break and we fell out of practice a little bit, but I think we're... Yeah, we apologise. <laughs> but we're ready. And this we're podcast back. could go absolutely anywhere because Father Joel and I, we're pretty good at just chewing the fat and just <laughs> talking about whatever. That's right. Winging um, it. And Sister Mary Helen, yeah. So we're going to put you in charge. You're you okay. So we, we need the school mercy. mistress sort of oh, wow. sister oh, in you just okay. to keep us on track, keep okay. us online. But it's been um, obviously a good couple of weeks back at uni for most students. Um, it's been lovely seeing lots of students around campus and doing getting good involved. Things. Yeah, people are doing good things. But it's also Lent, so it's it's a bit tougher. Mm-hmm. What did you give up for Lent? If you don't mind sharing, Father Joel? Alcohol. Booze? Yep. Wow. And uh, oh, the odd meal here and there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a bit of fasting, a bit of abstinence. Works well. Mm-hmm. So I gave up lollies. You did? Yeah, but one of our team members. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think I've seen you next yeah. door. <laughs> I, uh, there's a particular brand of lollies Ooh. that... And she'd been asking for a long time what my favourite lolly was. She picked it. And I hadn't told her and I refused to tell her. Now she's found them. Just in time for the beginning of Lent. What are they? <laughs> Confe- this is the big reveal. Co- confessions. Uh, the natural confectionery mixed oh, lolly yeah. bag. Okay. They're very good. Big party mix. Is it yeah. a party mix? Yeah. Yep. And there seems to be now a never-ending supply of them in our office just during Lent. You've got to learn these things. So Teachers learn these things. You never say your favourite. It's favorite. true. <laughs> well, no, no, but I didn't. And I refused not to, t- I refused yeah, to tell she her. she just figured it out. And she figured it out. And they're just there people. every day. So okay. um, it's well, been, they add been to a challenging Lent. Joy to life. <laughs> joy of life. <laughs> well, they do. Uh, and that's what we're talking about today, really. We are. So I picked a very strange title, but I, I named it after our guest. <laughs> So I went to Mass one day. So the title of this podcast is Brutes on the Ground, Heart in Heaven. And it comes from a funny experience. I went to Carolyn Springs, where Father is there. Correct. And I was getting ready for Mass. And then I just look up and I just see these brutes (laughs) and then the vestments. And, you know, Father's his normal genial self. But I just thought, yeah, how do you... How do you be contagious in your joy and share the joy of the gospel with with the people out there? You're listening to the You Disciple Podcast, where we put the you in disciple. What kind of boots were they following? <laughs> 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 Do you have to ask? We're going to touch on humility. They are, uh, yeah, I've got a, got a pair of R.O. Williams. They it's are classic. I don't know what to say. It's, it's almost a rite of passage for an Australian male, I think. And, yeah. uh, and yeah, I appreciate them very much. They're comfortable, they're long-wearing, and um, yeah, I've had them for about seven years, and they're going strong. They're good for the army, good for the police force. 
Good for the priesthood. Exactly. I think. They good for a lot really of Really good with a very lace rich uh, chasuble. Whatever, not chasuble. <laughs> right. What do you the, call uh, it? The, the lace cell with the RMs. It's, I, uh, it's a great combo. I actually <laughs> spoke to the seminarians because we're obviously getting ready for World Youth Day and some of our seminarians are joining us and they're like, oh, what, what do we wear? And I'm Boots like, and lace, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like <laughs> a good pair of boots, and I'm like seminarians might not be able to afford RMs, but like good RMs are mandatory yep. if you can you. afford them for World Youth Day because they last and they're yeah they're pretty comfortable, they, long wearing. They can look good. You can dress them up, dress them down a bit. It's uh yeah quite versatile. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is where I talk about this so podcast this going off the rails, right? Let's just bring so, it back. So so boots and lace. Sister, so tell us more. <laughs> So the boots on the ground. So we have to live in reality and sometimes reality is tough. And uh, But how do we live without escaping reality but keeping the joy in our heart? I, I remember just recently hearing a teacher um, explain what it's like to try and pass on the faith in a, in a classroom of teenagers that are not wanting to hear it. And he said something, he's like, well... I have to tell my face. I have to tell my face about the Christian joy that is in my heart. And I thought, gee, that was that was insightful. Yeah. How do we yeah, we live in our reality that's sometimes really difficult, but we carry with us the joy in our heart that just brings that joy to others. And I think like it's Lent and we're we're coming up to Leitaro Sunday and yes. it's it's always that thing where as Christians we we tell ourselves that it's a penitential season, but we we know of the hope of the resurrection. Yes. Like, so we sort of, and even at this time of year, we start veiling our statues. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but they're still there. It's like, you know they're there, but they're veiled. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a bit like what you're talking about in life. Like, how do we, like, sometimes the joy that we know can be veiled by the 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 challenges that we're facing. So it's how do you how do you lift the veil mm-hmm. and remind yourself of the joy list. Yeah. Which is not always easy. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm, okay. No, I think <laughs> the um no, you touched on it with well, the boots on the ground thing. But yeah, keeping it um keeping it humble and to be humble is to be living in the truth, um, essentially and to be well grounded. And I think one of the things in our society today, if there's one um, one vice that uh, pervades, and I think it would probably be the opposing vice of the virtue of well, the virtue mm-hmm. of joy, for want of a better word, um, and that's envy. Mm-hmm. And I think people look at other people's lives, and as they say, comparison is the thief of joy. And I, I think when we do that, um, and we don't look to God, it can, uh, yeah, I, with the social media. Instagram and these kind of things, um, other people dressing up their lives to put on a front that's not real, that's quite fake, it's not, and, and, and all that does is engender envy in other people who are then living in some other fantasy. But the whole thing is just a spiral downwards into vice and, um, and to something that's not of God. So we're no wonder walking around anxious and depressed, um, not thinking we're living up, but we're not looking to the one place we ought to. We're going to get that and find that communication of our very being through God and... Um, and that so and prayer and the, well, we could we could go on but i think um yeah sort of thought i'd touch on that because i think mm-hmm. it's causing a lot of sadness yeah. i think and there's that, that challenge like there's that great mary mckillop quote of we're but pilgrims here and that um we can 
sometimes forget or that our actual identity as children of God who have an eternal inheritance is veiled by the world in which we live. And I think that that is what you're saying, Father Joel, it can be the greatest crusher of the joy that is within when we, our gaze becomes so focused on what's around us and what other people are filling their lives with and what we may or may not have. Um, and yeah, that idea of we become envious of other people um, in this life rather than, say, envious of the saints or it's those hot, yeah, who have gone before us. envious, I might put it. Yeah, um, exactly. Where our gaze is fixed beyond this world. And so I definitely know in my own life when I lose hope, like I need to stop and check my spiritual life. Yeah. Because, and more often than not, it's because I've actually, I've narrowed my gaze so much into the things of this world and what's going wrong or what my present challenges are and I've stopped having that sort of supernatural outlook or that ability to look beyond my current circumstance. Okay, so we've hit already on some <laughs> deep truths here. So yeah. we're saying, oh, so oh, what? Oh, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're just full of things to say. But um, yeah, so this idea of humility, the boots on the ground aspect of to be able to live in reality, we have to be real about who we are. Uh, and then that humility trains where we're looking, right? So we're not looking um, to ourselves as the source of all greatness. We're looking at the Lord. Um, so I think it just goes along with a little bit with um, Father Giritek, who's one of my faves, but he loves St. Therese, and she has a particular gift of this joy. She was pretty infectious with her joy. Of it. I don't know if you've seen pictures of her washing dishes and things, and she's hilarious. Um, but she had this particular freedom because she was childlike. And so he, he says one of her little stories, she says, um, she said, think about an infant peacefully sleeping at the heart of a general. There's boots on the ground, people. Okay, So you imagine there's this general in an army. You imagine a general in an army and there's a baby asleep at his heart. And that by that heart, we can learn courage and above all, trust. What is artillery fire, the explosion of guns, when you are being carried by a general? These are wonderful images showing the beauty and mercy of trust. So she said, to be small is to not be discouraged, to be able to stay in, in joy. St. Therese was one of my favourites yes. um, and was particularly um, important in my discernment. Uh, and it was when her relics came to Australia and I, I was really um, sort of tossing up about the priesthood and I, I got the opportunity to spend a night with her relics in my local parish church. Mm-hmm. And I prayed to her and just asked for the clarity and peace of mind in my own vocation that she had with hers. Uh, and I think one of the gifts I got from her was that that joy that was so infectious in her life was as a result of giving up absolutely everything. Mm. You know I mean? And you look and lots of religious sisters are great examples of this, of how much you have given up, yet there's this overwhelming joy that is part of, of your life. And it's like, it's so countercultural, mm. And... In my own discernment, it, it was the same. I convinced myself that I could do all the good things that a priest did without making any of the sacrifices, without giving anything up. Mm. But it was actually only when I gave things up that I really 
felt the peace and joy that I that I desired. Mm-hmm. And that was a real gift for me from from Saint Therese. But yeah. I think there's a, a lesson for all of us. Like what what do I need to let go of in order to have room in my heart mm-hmm. to receive what the Lord wants to give me? And that fundamentally is joy. Yeah, I think Father Joel and I were talking about that earlier. Of yeah, about um, and funny you mentioned you're seeing different sisters and Sister Mary Helen, a beautiful example um, of yeah that that joy, that levity, and it's uh, it is it is infectious, and you want to be around it. I must admit, there's something about a religious that's uh, living out there. The uh, the 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 virtues of obedience, chastity, and poverty that is is so attractive, and they seem to be just have, having a foot outside this world, and not under the influence of some of the things and the vices that uh, those that are more entrenched in it, and even maybe diocesan priests who don't take. The vow of poverty oh, might speak be. Speak for yourself. Oh, look, oh, here exactly. we go. Mr. iPhone 14. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, right. sister, you need to come Sneaking in the middle backwards. here. We need to save it here. But, uh, but look, not to say this, there's plenty of good and holy and inspirational diocesan oh, priests. Don't you. get me thank wrong. You, oh. And I'm a vocations promoter, so any young man out there, <laughs> put your hand up. But uh, but no, look, there's something. there is something special um, about a religious um, life well lived. Both priests, brothers, sisters. Um, that yeah, there's a, there's a joy there. And I think it's because they've shunned many of the worldly things. And so there's a lesson in that for all of us. Uh, we've, d- we've done enough of these podcasts that I get worried about just repeating the same old sort of cliches. But the vocations director here in the Archives of Melbourne a few years ago um, used this little thing and I thought, oh, that's so silly. And then I've used it time and time again. But he's like, joy comes from having things in right order. Jesus, others, and then yourself. And I'm like, yeah, nice. just sound ridiculous. But then I'm like, no, there's actually a lot of truth to it. It's like, That's and good. so often we have things in the wrong order. We put ourselves first and then others. Mm-hmm. And Jesus sort of comes in third place where it's like, mm-hmm. if we're really searching for that inner joy and the peace that we desire, we need to put him first. Okay. Can I just All recap right, a go. little bit? No, yeah. no, no. I'm just summarizing. So we've talked about humility as an important ingredient of where we're looking is another important ingredient. Then we've just talked about um, making space. So what is it that we need to make space in our heart so that we can receive from God? And I think that's part of Therese's little secret of she actually in her spiritual life had a lot of fun with God. Um, If you notice in the gospel, Jesus gets, when Jesus gets um, really exuberant, oh, bless bless you, Father, you know, you've revealed yourself to little ones. He gets excited, he expresses this excitement every time somebody lets him give himself to them, lets him pour himself out. And he he says, you know, there's more joy in giving than in receiving. Um, So there's a joy in the Trinity to give. There's a need, Father Gitchett would say, there's a need in the Trinity to give. Love gives of itself. And so then we can give God a moment of joy, a moment of fun when we have made space to receive him so yeah yeah but that's like i'm gonna have to listen to this podcast back for myself but it's like just when you're lacking joy yeah. the very thought of giving more is well definitely for me is the last thing you want to give so this is number three yeah so giving is actually another way of maintaining joy yeah but i don't want to 
<laughs> no, but like, Truly. I was like, at, at my lowest ebb, when there is no joy in life, when I'm struggling to find joy, the last thing I'm going to want to do is give away more of myself. Mm. I, it, I sit there, and, and this again is the trick of the devil. Like, yeah. He's going to tell you, no, 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 you need to receive more. People need to give you more. You need to have more. But the Lord says, no, give away. Mm-hmm. That's, the, yeah. that's the remedy. Go, yeah. what, what are you actually holding on to that you can give away so that I can give you the joy that you desire? So is this maybe a segue into a question I was going to ask Father Joel about, um, I've heard good things about certain men's gatherings and things. Yeah. Because, because when you don't feel like giving yourself, who helps you but other people right like a community so i don't know can you share us a little bit like what's going on with these guys and what are, you, what are the fruits you're seeing yeah it's um oh, shameless plug but the third friday of the month at st catherine of sierra in caroline springs from eight to nine o'clock we have a holy hour confessions are available benediction to conclude i might or another priest that's visiting gives a fervorino at the start just to get things going and um and then later on we kick on and have yeah, a few drinks and nibbles and uh, whatever else that we might partake in to enjoy each other's company. But uh, but it's a great night. I started in my former parish at Heidelberg, St. John's, and um, when we moved from there, we um, we continued it um, out at the new parish that I'm at, out in the west. And there's another one on the second Friday of the month. It's St. Rocks in Glen Ira. So for anyone out there, check it out. It's fantastic. They're really good nights. I think speaking about humility and keeping it real, uh, it's pretty hard – well – speak about this the, the, the envy and maybe the competitiveness and some of the things and, and, and guys can get stuck in that trap and they look at others and think they've got more money they've got a bigger house a faster car they want to get ahead but there's there's a lot of loneliness out there and they feel like it's a dog eat dog world and you hear guys in the workplace and in the in the, in the world out there and it's um it can be tough um and when the marriage isn't going so well and things like that man it can um it can be a lonely place but i, I reckon it'd be pretty hard to kneel before the blessed sacrament in a holy hour to go to confession to receive the blessing from God himself in benediction, and then after that, start to flex on other people and start telling about the, the expensive holiday you're going to go on or the new fast car you're going to buy. Um, you always, you have a humility, and all of a sudden there's a brotherhood because you're all united. You've just humbled yourself before God himself. It's like, so all of a sudden there's a, there's a unity that you can't get from anything else other than from God. And, and that fraternity then just flows out, and the, and the guys often don't want to leave. They look forward to the night so much, and they get so much from it. And it is. It's a really joyful occasion. I, I get a great kick out of it as a, as a priest, um, but I enjoy it so much as well because, yeah, you can, yeah, share with them and 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 build up the faith um, among some other really really good fellows who are also striving for God. So, mm. it's a great thing. And the guys that often say, "Look, I was busy. I was a bit tired. I was going to just sit at home and watch the footy, but I made the effort to come out, and I'm so thankful that I did." So it's about overcoming yourself sometimes and and giving God a chance. Um, and allowing yourself to receive, and uh, and he gives in spades. I think it um, speaks, these kinds of events speak to that um, fundamental identity. And Sister, you are saying, speaking about the Trinity, like we're created in communion. Mm. And if we're created in the image and likeness of God, we're created in the image of communion, communion with God and communion with each other. And the further and further we... We break that communion because of sin and because of the sin in the world. And I think that's a really important thing. Like, even if it's not personal sin, we live in a world surrounded by sin. It, it affects us vicariously on a daily basis. Mm. So we're living in a world that is is about 
broken communion. Mm-hmm. And, and it's almost encouraged by secular society. And so the remedy is going back to how we've been created, going back to our identity as children of God made in his image, which is communion. Communion with him, 100%. Eucharistic adoration, prayer, um, the sacraments, and communion with each other. Yeah. And that's what these guys respond to at, at these events and at other events. And that's, it is that thing of not listening to the voice of the world, not listening to the voice of the, the devil who says, just stay home, just sit on the couch, just fill yourself with more of what is breaking this communion. Mm-hmm. But no, like go back to who I created you to be. Yeah. And winning that battle is the first step. Yeah, and sitting under his gaze in the Eucharist, being mm-hmm. being gazed upon by the Lord and looking at him, it, it corrects the way we then can see our neighbour. Like you're saying, you, it's really difficult to come out of a moment of truth where you've confessed your sins, you've sat there and looked at the Lord who's giving himself to you, to then go and look at your neighbour with envy. So the Lord is correcting our vision. He's correcting the way that we we see, um, and then what we will notice. Uh, I think, you know, even in uh, I think it might have been I want to say it was Pope Francis in one of his reflections on the joy of the gospel, and he was saying, no, it wasn't. It was Paul VI, mm. and he was saying, uh, please, you know, look at the positive. We need we need to to change the way that we see things. There's a real need for people to look, to look with eyes of, of love and, and gratitude at each other um, because none of us need to be brought down, you know? <laughs> like we need to be wellsprings of joy in the middle of the world. Yeah, and as, as Christian people, and this is the, the Easter message, but like we have a reason for joy. Yeah. And if we're not joy-filled in a world full of sin and disappointment and sadness, then no, like if we who believe in the risen Christ don't have a reason to find joy, then no one will. Yeah. So it's, it's part of our responsibility as Christians to be, to be bearers of joy in, in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yes, <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> we've done it. <laughs> but it's not easy. And I think, I think that's the real challenge um, that it's, it's, it's often easier to, to not seek joy. Yeah. Um, but St. Josemaria says, um, <laughs> in the way, um, like, if you cannot find joy, you're looking for a cure and sadness, pray. Oh, funny you're talking about cures for sadness. I have here right now St. Thomas Aquinas' five cures for sadness. And is one of them prayer? Yeah. <laughs> Contemplating truth. Yeah. One, give yourself something you like. So, you know, go ahead, eat those candies. A <laughs> <laughs> second, wow. we, weeping. He says, actually, St. Thomas talks about well, this. So give yourself something you like. So that, Like eat some chocolate. It might help you to be helpful. Yeah, and so one of the pieces of advice I give to young people <laughs> is are you, are you surrounding yourself with truth, goodness, and beauty? Yeah. So what are you doing at the end of the day um, in, in the times of your life? There's so much sadness. Yeah. Um, there's so much sin there's so much to um force us to lose joy what are you filling your life with yes like are you reading good things good things are you enjoying a good meal yeah so 
you just gave me permission to stoke gorge on lollies for the rest of Lent. No, but I think it's more something. Well, is there is there goodness? Am I am I putting and again this is where Father Joel, these events that you're hosting and other events like it, just being in the presence of other good people can three. be enough. Oh. Yeah. As see? if I'm, it's like it's like well, having a conversation you, with Thomas this. Aquinas. Yeah. You just, it's just absorbed there. <laughs> so weeping, he's like it's better out funny. than in, basically. Oh, I, I love have a good this. Cry. Look at this. This sounds so. We all need awesome. a good cry every now and then. A hurtful thing hurts yet more if we keep it shut up, because the soul is more intent on it, wrapped around, around. Whereas if it be allowed to escape, the soul's intention is dispersed, as it were, in outward things. So the inward sorrow is lessened. He's a little psychologist, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he's awesome. He's just got everything we need. He's just the best. And then third third is share your sorrow with a friend, so this community, mm. right? Because then we, we help each other. One friend. Whatever. <laughs> uh, if you only have one. I'm, I'm making corrections <laughs> to Thomas Aquinas <laughs> oh, as luck. it goes along. He'll fix you later. Uh, fourth, contemplating the truth. So, yes, yep. truth, goodness, beauty, do it. And the fifth is, can you guess this one's funny? Laugh. Have a bath or go to sleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How human. It's good. Yes. Uh-huh. Have a bath. Good sleep is go to sleep. highly underrated. <laughs> anyway. I don't want to. No. No, we, okay. we won't. No, have <laughs> no, not you. Sorry. I just thought about something. But uh, I, I think we need to. Uh, we need to take a break. To take a break. This is the You Disciple podcast. For more information on what's happening on a campus near you, go to udisciple.melbournecatholic.org. Okay, so final thoughts on joy, Father Joel. Well, touching on some of the things we already have, but I suppose people might be out there thinking, okay, I'm not all that joyful and there is sadness in my life. Um, How can I, what can I do? Well, look, you're probably not going to feel like doing some of the things we've, we've said. Get get outside of yourself. Um, get amongst other people. Um, get to the church of an evening for some prayer or whatever it might be. But I think the fact that we are, our faith gives us the sacraments. We are body and soul. That what your actions do will actually help your interior life and um, and your soul and your heart. So overcome that interior emotion of sadness and struggle and anxiety and fear and whatever it might be, get out there and do the things and don't worry, it'll have that effect at knock-on and then that interior life will then flow out and you'll want to do it more and you'll want to be amongst others and you'll want to pray more because you'll, you'll realise and you experience the joy that it does bring. So, yeah, the body can help the soul. So, And what a, what a blessing to have a faith that gives us tangible ways in which we can engage Absolutely. with the supernatural. So and I think that's the your um like the boots boots on the ground, heart in heaven sort of idea of we can, we can we we do. We walk amid passing things. We live in this earth, but we can have our hearts fixed on heaven and we have we have a church and a God who has given us sort of those supernatural means to to keep us um on that on that journey to heaven thank you all this wisdom well done there we go thanks for visiting. great it's been uh it's been great to see you all it's uh, been a joy hope hope it's people's hope people's lengths are going okay um and their assignments aren't too tough at this time of year just yet but otherwise there's plenty of great things happening in melbourne yeah. obviously night fever 
on the 24th of March at Sacred Heart Church, 6pm till midnight. And if you want an extended gaze upon the Lord, you can come to a retreat. It's best thing going around. And that's the March 31st to April 2nd. So plenty of things happening. Mm -hmm. And obviously World Youth Day, if you're coming to World Youth Day, uh, we're looking forward to that as well. But otherwise, great things throughout the rest of the year. So thanks, sister. Thank you. Thanks, Father Joel. Bless you. God bless. Thank you. Whether you've been listening to us on the tram, in the library, or on your way to class, thanks for listening to this week's You Disciple podcast. Share, like, and subscribe, and we hope to see you on and around campus. Disciple Podcast is a production of the Catholic Archdiocese of Melbourne.